0: change your perception of what you're looking at, and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgie O'Genis, and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim in this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready, because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode. Now, this is a episode that's coming off the back of a coaching call that I've recently had. Uh, And when I say recently, I mean within the last hour. So I thought I'd jump in here and record this while this is fresh, because I think this might be valuable for you. And what I'm talking about is dealing with change. This is something that a lot of people struggle with. Most people I know. In fact, struggle with change, and quite honestly, the the struggle with change is really simple. It comes down to people associating pain with change, and so if you're one of those people who struggle with change, it's probably because you've got pain associated with it. And if you look at other people around you who don't have who don't struggle with change so much, you might feel frustrated that. They don't feel the same way you do or they can't relate to the way you feel. But quite honestly, it just comes down to the fact that they don't have pain associated with change. In fact, there are people who have a lot of pleasure or excitement associated with change. And so as a result, they are more willing to create change for themselves. And in fact, they might even have pain associated with things staying still. So they change things and they seem to be a little erratic because they're swinging in the other direction of the pendulum, they're going and creating a lot of volatility and change. And the moment something starts to get a little bit stagnant or stale, they'll just kind of drop that and go over here and run over here and do this instead. And so they're running around, not staying consistent with anything. And so you've got these people that are on the two ends of the spectrum, those fearing change and those only wanting change and fearing predictability and stability. And both extremes create some kind of level of volatility. So I thought I might try and address this to the best of my ability to give you a bit of a different insight on this because change is something that is constant because the saying goes, it's the only constant is change. And so we have the opportunity to either embrace it or resist it like most things it like. Now to further iterate how much things change and how things do not stay the same We see this in a lot of nature. So we see it in the seasons, right? There's nowhere in the world that is the same season throughout. Even the places that are tropical have a wet and dry season. And the places close to the poles, the poles of the planet, they don't have 365 days of sunlight and vice versa on either end of the pole. They're actually dealing with Maybe six months of light and six months of darkness, for example. But even those places at the extreme ends of the planet, they deal with change. They're not the same season. We see this in the aging of the body. We see our relationships change. So if we just look at the intimate relationships or family relationships that we have, they change and they evolve over time. It's rare that people are actually with the person that they first got into a relationship with and they are to the end of their life. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but it does. And even still throughout that one relationship, if you are one of those people that has been in a relationship with the same person since high school, the relationship itself has changed and evolved over that time. You're definitely not the same people you were when you first got into the relationship and we see it with our work and our career in businesses as well a lot of businesses will change we call that a pivot sometimes or they change the market that they're serving or the products or services that they're providing or who they're providing it to and they evolve with what they're doing even in the most established businesses like insurance and banking all of that has had to change over the years it's not the same thing and then we see with our social circles. It's rare that people are still friends with the same exact group of people that they were when they were younger. And then even throughout your life, the people that you spend time with changes. Sometimes people come in and they leave. Some people come in and stay. Some people leave and they don't come back. And so your social circles evolve and change depending on what you value and what you prioritize. And then even within the human body, you have, uh, I think it's about 3 trillion cells, human cells in your body. 330 billion of those are dying every day. They're being replenished. So you're having 330 billion cells dying and being regenerated every single day. In fact, your body fully replenishes every single cell within the body somewhere between seven and 10 years, depending on the individual. So every seven to 10 years, or let's just call it 10 years and make it a decade, every decade you've got a new body. So the body you have in a decade from now is not the same body that you have today. All those cells you have in this moment will be different in a decade from now. That's how much change exists. So you can try and hold on to these cells to the best of your ability, but that's not going to do you any good. This natural process that exists within our bodies that's given to us through the intelligence of the body and the intelligence of nature is pre-programmed cell death and regeneration to keep us alive Otherwise, we would be diseased more than we see today in modern medicine. So it's important to understand that constant change is what exists. Another example, really quickly, is an interesting one that comes to mind. Is with birthdays. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the Earth being in the same position it was when we were born. Every time it comes around to that same date each year. But The reality is, and you can look this up online, the planets of our solar system, as we all know, orbit the sun, right? Assuming that this is what you believe. And it is believed because of the way we're taught that the sun doesn't move and the planets orbit around the sun. But the reality is the sun and the planets are all moving collectively through space while we're spinning around the sun. So the entire process of movement is occurring every year. So while it appears to be that we're in the same position... Whenever your birthday comes around or the 1st of January each year, we're not. Because the planet and the entire solar system has moved. So we're not even in the same exact position. We are, quote unquote, relative to the sun. But in space, we're not in the same location. We aren't ever in the same spot. And as Heraclitus said, no man can ever step in the same river twice because he is, it's not the same river and he is not the same man meaning the river changes and so do you as a person you evolve and so our ability to adapt to and embrace change is one of the most empowering things that you can do in fact charles darwin his study into the evolution of species is where he coined the term the survival of the fittest now most people interpret the survival of the fittest as the survival of the strongest but he clarified in his texts, where he said that the survival of the fittest is being defined as the most adaptable. Now, adaptation involves our willingness to adapt or work with the changes that are occurring around us. So the species that have survived the longest are the ones that have been most willing to adapt to the changing environment around them. And the cause for that change is different. It can be climate, it can be chemical, it can be... The fauna, so the plants around them changing so they're not producing the same fruit or there's something going on there or the water quality changing and so that the animals will then adapt and change. And the ones that don't adapt and change are usually the ones that perish, which is why we've got something like a 99 point something percent extinction rate of all species that have ever existed. That's how much species have struggled to adapt to change. So our ability to adapt to change is crucial because if you're willing to embrace it and adapt to it, you're more likely to actually go further in life because you'll stick with it for much longer. Now, this can manifest in different ways and can show up with different kinds of hurdles and difficulties for us. So I'll give you an example of this coaching call that I had just about half an hour ago where a client of mine, a brilliant entrepreneur, brilliant woman. She's young. She's very driven, very educated, and very curious about life. And one of the struggles she's been having, which is one of the reasons why she's been working with me, is that her business hasn't been doing as well as she'd love it to be. And so when we started getting into it today, what we found was a lot of the struggles that she's been feeling and finding herself in a pessimistic mindset about how well the business is going to do and what market forces are playing a role, comes down to the fact that she's currently comparing her situation, her current reality, to her past reality when things were doing really well. Now, because of that, she's holding on to the way things were in the past. And the timeline that we nailed it down to was two years ago. Now, the issue with that is things were different at the time. The market was different. The world was very different just in that two year period. And the business that she was operating in was very new, only weeks old. And so her level of hunger and her determination was being invested in the business in a way that it isn't today, which isn't good or bad. It's just different. And so she's been comparing the current reality to that past reality when she was willing to, when we actually went back and changed her perception, she realized that she found she was willing to invest everything she had, even if it appeared to be extreme and unhealthy. Meaning, she sacrificed social lives, a romantic life, her connection with her family, and to some extent, even part of her health was all being sacrificed for the sake of getting the amount of business that she did and how much she generated for herself in the business. And she was working really long hours because she could. Now, comparing that to her current reality where she values a lifestyle, where she wants to give herself space to room, to think, to have weekends, to socialize, to connect with people, to explore the romantic side of her life as well. It's hard for her to maintain both existences because... The way she was operating back then didn't allow room for all these other aspects and facets of her life. Whereas today, she wants to make sure that those facets have a place in her life and that the previous way that she was operating isn't something that is sustainable at all. And so she was struggling to adapt to the changes she's created in her life and working with those changes and embracing them. So instead, she's been holding on to the way things were, struggling to move on and drawing a direct line of comparison between now and then, which is only setting her up for feeling like crap. So we went through and changed her perception of what she was experiencing at the time and taking the success that she was generating for herself off the pedestal because it was being misperceived at the time. She was seeing it as the be all and end all and not realizing that there was a lot of price that she was paying to create that whereas now she's not paying as nearly high a price and she's able to maintain some level of existence in other areas of her life that mean more to her now. And so when she realized that, it helped her let go, which meant that she was willing to embrace the way things are, which allowed her to embrace change. And she immediately started seeing different ways that she could show up today in her business that allowed her to then start to Create some more of the success she wants, but in a more sustainable way. I just want to make a quick note about the word success here. I'm not particularly fond of success. This is how some people like to use the word. And the reason being, and I will talk about this in a future episode, but success and failure, they're really misleading concepts and can set you up for all kinds of emotional volatility. So when I say that she's looking to create more success for herself specifically, it's creating more revenue in the business that is considered a success in her books. So I think it's, it's just important that I drop that caveat in there because I don't want to be known as somebody that's promoting the idea of success. That can be really misleading. And uh, for those of you that have been through my program, The Mindset Blueprint, you'll know that I've actually got like a whole lesson and a whole module on getting into the dichotomy between success and failure and how it's a misperceived concept that exists out there in the world. Now, really quickly, I have a favor to ask of you. If you're getting value from my podcast, please make sure you spend 20 seconds going and leaving a review of the podcast. It makes a huge difference. It helps get this message out to more people because let's face it, everyone relies on reviews today and that's fair. So if you're getting value from it, please leave a review. It makes a huge difference. And if you aren't already, make sure you have subscribed or are following the podcast So every time we drop a new episode, you'll get notified straight away. All right, back into the podcast. Now, this is an interesting part of dealing with change. I would define two different types of change that occur for people. The first one being self-created change and the other one being externally created change or other created change, if I can say that what do I mean by these two? Well, self-created change is somewhat obvious. It's when you are the creator of the change. You're intentionally doing something to create change for yourself through a decision you've made, a choice you've made, or some kind of action that you've taken to create the change that you're looking to create. Externally created change or other created change is the kind of change where we feel like someone's forcing it onto us. That someone can be anybody outside of us, but Sometimes people personify life being the one that's forcing change onto us or the universe or whatever word you want to use, right? So it's important to kind of distinguish these two because there are usually two different sets of emotions that come up with these two. So for self-created change, the biggest emotion that I see people wrestling with there is fear. And the reason why I say it's fear is because most people have a fear of taking responsibility, which is what self-created change is. If you're making a decision for yourself and taking action on that, there is some level of responsibility that you were taking over the potential consequences of your choice. So you're choosing that I want to take on this change or I want to create this change for myself, but then I also have to deal with the consequences. So it's very common for people to avoid taking on that responsibility because it's too much weight or it's scary or it's overwhelming, right? Now, when it comes to other created change, people experience also a sense of fear but for a different set of reasons and it's usually because they are people who are scared of not having control otherwise known as control freaks and so they feel like if change is being forced onto them by external sources that they feel like they're losing control and what is a typical pattern for people in those situations is When they feel like they don't have control over the external circumstances that are being forced onto them, they will try really hard to grip control to the best of their ability. But because they don't actually genuinely have control, it only makes them feel like they've got even less control than what they started with. And it creates this kind of spiral of fear and anxiety into losing complete control, which only fuels their desire to want to control even more because they're scared of what losing control feels like and means to them. And so when you're dealing with these two sets of, these two different types of change, it can have a different effect depending on the individual and their perception of whether it's an issue of responsibility or control. So then how do we change it? How do we start to embrace change in our lives? Well, it's really simple. Firstly, we know that if you're struggling with change, it's because you've associated pain with dealing with change. Now, pain is just the perception that things are more negative than they are positive. You've kind of tipped the scales of balance in your mind in the way you're seeing it. And so you've associated more negatives than positives with change. Now, you didn't come out of the womb struggling with change. You were actually fine with it. But then there was some point along the way throughout, usually childhood, it might be your teenage years or it could even be as an adult, but somewhere along the line you started to have an experience where there was some kind of change that occurred and you associated pain with that experience. And so unconsciously, you kind of developed the belief, you wrote down the rule in the back of your belief system saying change equals pain. So whenever you start to see something changing, because you've got this rule that says it equals pain, that's your immediate perception, and you regress to that experience and then you relive all the same pain, assuming that it's going to feel the exact same way even though it's very different. And so you start to reaffirm that belief that change equals pain. So my suggestion is to go back through your experiences and go and identify experiences throughout your life. The earlier, the better, or the more charged, the better. And you can go back to these experiences and find where change was occurring that you associated pain with and look at how that experience and the way it unfolded was actually helping you what were the benefits, what were the positive aspects, how is it helping you, how is it enhancing your life, what value were you getting from it, what lessons were you getting from it, what was the gift? It's all the same question, I'm just using different words. What I'm asking you to do is start to stack up positive associations with that experience and the change that was occurring. And when you stack up enough associations, you stop seeing it as painful and then you stop resisting change. You no longer have this anticipation of change being bad, you start looking at it as something that's just as useful as things staying the same. It's really as simple as that. The more you do that exercise with different memories where there was change that was occurring that you believed was painful, you'll stop feeling a victim of change, which is the only constant thing that exists. So it's like if you fear or feel like you're a victim of change, it's almost like you perceive yourself as a victim of life because life is change. It's just constantly changing. It's so dynamic. Nothing is ever the same. We're not even ever in the same position. So if you can start to develop a positive, not necessarily a positive association, that's not what I want to create, but I want you to get to a place of neutrality where you can see that there is an equal amount of positives as there are negatives with change. When you arrive at that place, you no longer see it as good or bad because change is neither good nor bad. It's just a part of life. Just as much as things staying the same isn't necessarily good or bad, because it can be bad too. If you think about building up a dam in a river system and you have that water sitting there for a really long time, it eventually becomes swampy, filled with algae and bacteria, and it becomes toxic. It wasn't too long before that, before the dam was built, that that water was free-flowing and fresh and safe to drink. But because you've dammed it up and you've tried to keep it stagnant and stale – it becomes dangerous and toxic. So change is just as valuable as stagnation. And it's something that we can all embrace. So if you're someone who struggles with it, either change that you've been the creator of or change that life has forced onto you, find a way to embrace it by looking at all the benefits and how it's helping you till you bring that back into balance and you no longer see it as such a negative thing. And believe me, it's going to liberate you. Change is something that I wrestled with when I was younger and then when I changed my perception of it, I embrace it and I look for it. I look for ways to create it and not in a erratic way. I don't get stifled and feel trapped and then go and do something irrational just to create change. I'm very strategic and systematic about the change that I create and very intentional. And when life forces change onto me, like... The death of a loved one, or the seasons, or the weather, or something like that. I just roll with it, or even a pandemic. I just roll with it because I can't create, I can't control these external outcomes. So I may as well adapt to it and roll with it. And that way, I have a higher likelihood of lasting longer than I would have if I held on so tightly to everything. Anyway, I hope you got some value from that episode. I hope you got some value from some of the insights and the perspectives. On dealing with change if you need to keep coming back to the episode it'll be here for you and in the meantime we'll keep churning out some more content and uh we'll see you in the next episode thanks bye